podcasting live from the 614 and the 858, the capital of the 17th state and America's finest city. This is another edition of the Robin Mob Show, a sports podcast with a little bit of attitude. And now your hosts, Rob Havner and Jeremy Lynch. From the Bat Cave here in the capital of the 17th state, and from sunny San Diego, it is the Let's Make Some Money edition of the Robin Mob Show, the only show on the World Wide Web, making the gamblers play it back while we stay up front like handicap parking. Good evening and welcome. <laughs> the gamblers. Oh, yes, that's right. This is the entertainment purposes only edition. <laughs> 702 strong, y'all. <laughs> I, will, I, I, I will be there uh, in some part uh, early morning Wednesday. You're not the only one. Uh, uh, our mutual friend Mike McCoy, he and his crew from the 1-4, they're flying out Wednesday morning. Uh, he got a direct flight, so they're leaving here about 6.30, I think. So they'll get to Vegas around 9. Um, they actually stay off the strip. He said this year it works out better that way because it's spring break. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend. I, I cannot imagine the sheer volume of juice in that city when all of those things collide but uh along with jeremy lynch i am rob havner uh this is our first show in quite some time um in fact uh we haven't had a show in so long (laughs) that ohio state changed offensive coordinators thank god um (laughs) we had we've had a presidential election Call if you we want to had, call if you want to call it that. We've had uh, <laughs> the national championship decided in football. We had the ultimate back from the dead Super Bowl, and uh, we've had a guy that both of us have played golf with become uh, my real estate agent. So. <laughs> All of these things have happened since the last show. Nothing, nothing really. I mean, just life. No problem. No, nothing at all. Uh, you got a new job. I did. Uh, McKenna turned like 12, I think is what happened. <laughs> Going on 20. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, speaking of that, how are the ladies out there? Uh, let's see, the, uh, the original EP, um, now co-executive, uh, EP, um, she, um, fighting a cold, uh, it's gone, you know, wildfire through the family, first to, uh, the official third grader, and then, um, uh, then to me, and then to, uh, the EP, but, uh, she's battling, Told her, you know, she's got 48 hours to get better before I leave. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, here, take some liquids. Here's some emergency, and uh, let's get after it. Um, no, I was I was a cr- running around like a crazy man trying to get things ready because she was feeling uh, like garbage. But she's hanging in. EP is uh, looking forward to, you know, uh, the rain finally going away. We went from a 1,200-year 
record for drought to out of drought in about three months. It was like, they called it the Pineapple Express, and I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Uh, it was basically an atmospheric river coming from Hawaii, and we were getting rain, like huge amounts of rain, like Midwest rain every three days. And if the snowpack melts like they think it's going to, we're going to have some serious flooding in a couple months. But crossing our fingers, uh, we'll, you know, infrastructure will be in place by then. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's funny because here, since it's been such a mild winter here, um, we got snow last week, and apparently we're going to get uh, rain and snow mix tomorrow here, the one four. Um, you know, winter weather advisories are going to pop up at midday tomorrow. I was outside when we took the dogs out earlier this afternoon. Bright sunshine, uh, high puffy clouds. It's like the Weather Channel broke out, and uh, <laughs> I was out in a, I was out in a sweatshirt, man. And I was just like, I never do that. In fact, Friday, uh, the official eleventh grader of the Rob Mom Show wore shorts to school. Wow. But see that that was the I one mean, thing that, that was the one thing that used to drive me wild. Like when I was in the the one four, and you know we would I would have these trips going out to Vegas. You know you plan you, you plan your your five months of gray garbage accordingly, right? And you think, okay, if I can get to March, I'll be fine. Then you get to March, you get that blast of nice you know shorts weather. Play a couple of rounds with the sticks. You know, think you, you made it. Then you come back from Vegas, and a week later you get another blizzard. And, it, you know, you're just like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? I remember um, the year that we were in eighth grade, so this has been 30 years ago, the 86 87 school year. We got on, actually, on Mike McCoy's birthday, um, that first Saturday in April would have been. Yeah, it would have been the first Saturday in April that year, so his birthday is the same as my brother's, April 7th. We got 14 and a half inches of snow that day, but by Monday, it looked like it had just rained. There was not a flake of snow left anywhere in this town. And uh, I just, it was the craziest thing. Um, the co-EP, um, she was at the mall, and uh, her dad basically needed a snowplow to get her and Katie home from Northland Mall. That's how long ago it was, because Northland Mall doesn't exist anymore. Correct. <laughs> if you know the one for the Northland Mall reference, Northside Strong, neither is her high school, by the way. No Brookhaven uh, anymore either, but anyhow. Um, yeah, so it, that's what it's been like. And um, there's there hasn't been a lot of snow on the ground since early December here. No snow for Christmas. Um I think the week week before Christmas there was it was we had like an ice situation, uh, but other than that, hell, my birthday was forty five degrees. I think it was a little warmer on yours, and we both are, if you know us, you know we're both January birthday guys, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. Now, but you know. Does does it speak to global warming? Possibly. Um, would the eleventh grader or the third grader have issues if it continues to warm at that rate on our birthday? Probably. 
But uh, that's for another show and uh, another topic. He's Rob Havner. I'm Jeremy Lynch. You're listening to the Robin Mob Show. We're going to talk some NCAA tournament hoops. Is it? Is it? it every year Selection Sunday comes, and it's almost like um, Christmas Day for me. I'm I'm not sure about you, but um, you know, for the next 48 to you know 72 hours, I am all about a bunch of useless data banging around in the gray matter. And it's, it's like I'm just walking through life, not even paying attention to anything for the next, you know, 72 hours. I, I remember this is the 32nd year of the current uh, format with a minimum of 64 teams. Um, I remember, and you probably remember this too because you're the only person who's going to get this reference. The 1985 tournament bracket was printed as a blank shell in Sports Illustrated and there was a thing that said watch CBS or whatever so you could fill it out and you you know you had to write in all 64 teams and I was just like you've got to be kidding me and now uh, I have I'm actually sitting on my couch uh here in Worthington, and I have a bracket printed out. I remember uh, our freshman year, even into college, uh, you'd have to wait till Monday by the USA Today or the Dispatch just to get the bracket. Or you did what we did, which was take four sheets of paper, draw your own bracket, and fill them out as they were being announced. (laughs) See, you guys were way more industrious than us. I wasn't trying to do that. I was, you know, already trying to figure out how to gamble uh, about <laughs> that I did in college. But um, our, we're starting in the East. Uh, you're going to get some bracket breakdown from basketball degenerates like us. Um, I I posted in April of last year, might have been early May, um, the piece I wrote um, about the title game and I had not until this afternoon I had not seen a replay of the final shot from last year's tournament final and then I saw it and I was right back where I was last last April except this time I didn't you know try to throw my flip flops through a wall but um <laughs> For, for those of you listening, uh, Rob Havner is a little bit of a Tar Heel fan. Uh, yeah, still, it still burns. Um, still a little raw. Oh, yeah. Scabbing, and, o- scabbing over nicely, though. Scabbing over nicely. Right. Uh, it's never going away. Kind of like uh, the catch, uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, the drive and the fumble, if you're a Browns fan. Uh, and it occurs to me that since we last did a show, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Thank, um, thank you very much. Yes. You know, we, that sounds like something. We could do an entire show on just acting a fool about that. Oh, yes. But, uh, oh, I got an unbelievable story about my brother being in, in Chicago on the night of the seventh game, flying into Chicago, but uh, we'll get to that in the D block. Okay. So let's take a look at the Eastern Regional. Number one seed. I, I've got a little... Uh, social commentary when we get to the Midwest and you'll agree with this because we've talked about this 
one overall seed. Villanova will get the winner of New Orleans and Mount St. Mary's. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you're taking Villanova there. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good limb. That's a strong limb. Yes. That's the trunk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're actually we're actually standing sideways, and we're connected to the tree somehow. <laughs> um, the eight nine there is uh, from the Big Ten. Wisconsin comes in at twenty five and nine, and Virginia Tech, who comes in from the ACC at twenty two and ten. These games are being played in Buffalo. Uh, on March 16th, so that'll be Thursday. I heard that there might be a storm coming in Buffalo. Um, Jay Wright was talking about having to leave tomorrow to get to Buffalo before the storm, but... um, Yeah, that's... The Northeast Corridor is looking at blizzard conditions, so... Okay, so good uh, So good luck to Mount St. Mary's and New Orleans getting to Buffalo for that game. Maybe they should just say, we're good. We're, we're just going to hang out here in Dayton, and um, you guys can have the win. And we'll be we'll just stay 1-0. <laughs> Take the walkover like, a, like in 10. You know, uh, the, the Wisconsin-Virginia Tech game, I, I, which Wisconsin team is going to show up? Is it the one that, uh, you know, Took a dump for for six weeks in the middle of the year, um, including losing to the Thads. Um, or is it is it the team that you know trucked Minnesota to end the year, um, ran through the Big Ten tournament until they went into the team of destiny? Um, you know, and we can talk about Tucson and, and their whole week. Uh, but who, which Wisconsin team shows up? The one that made a deep run last year in the tournament, or? Is it the team that lost Ohio State and, uh, you know, a bunch of other teams uh, in the Big Ten, which had a terrible year, a down year? Um, parody, you know, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of decent teams, but no great team. So it's hard to judge what Wisconsin – I mean, they were a two-seed in the Big Ten, but they're an eight-seed. Uh, and then you got Vautech coming out of the ACC, which I don't think anybody argues is the best conference of the, this year. Um I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be a tough tournament for the Big Ten, so I'm going to go Vautech there. I, uh, I took Wisconsin because I believe they still have a lot of guys on the squad that just two years ago played for a title. Um, I, I, I just think at some point that means something. Because uh, you and I, in our tournament manifesto years ago, we like veteran teams, and I'm going to lean on that. Um the 12-5 in this region is an interesting matchup. UMC Wilmington uh, Seahawks, I believe, against the uh, Wahoo Waz of UVA. Now, and, and I'm with you on this one. Which UVA team shows up? Is it the team that dismantled Carolina? Or is it the team that went to Chapel Hill and set the game back a century and a half? Well, if that defense who uh, a defense that can hold Carolina to forty three is a defense that I'm taking. I don't care if it's five twelve. UNC Wilmington hasn't played anybody who plays that kind of defense. They're going to wear them down. Uh, you know, it might be close for a little while, but just because of the offense that UVA plays or doesn't play, depending on your perspective. Um, but I'm taking I'm taking Wahoo. I went the other way. I'm taking the twelves. Wow. <laughs> Love it. That, that, that's that's just that's just spite, but that's fine. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. There. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the four thirteen matchup here in the East. You listen, Rob and Rob show bracket 
bracket spectacular uh, is Florida and East Tennessee State, who's the 13 here, um, 27 and 7. They appear to be dangerous. Who you got? I got the first team, first team to 90. Um, I, li- I like the over for those uh, keeping track uh, for entertainment purposes only. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Which team? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Florida because they're not playing Vandy. Wow. Um, I think I went. I think I'm going to take uh, East Tennessee State. Wow. Wow. Are you going 12-13 in the in the the second round? Well, you know, you got it's look, strong. This is commerce. This isn't sports. This is commerce, brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> Capitalism. Uh, it, 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 at work, indeed. Uh, next matchup is six eleven. Everybody's on SMU, and then uh, they get the winner of Providence and USC. Um, I know who I'm taking here, so I think you're going to lean the same way, but. <laughs> Well, let's let's start with the first four game, the USC Providence game. Last time I checked, Providence lost to Ohio State, so I'm taking USC. Um, so that means SMU USC. Pac-12. I mean, everybody loves SMU, and and you know, Larry Brown's not there anymore. It's a really good team. I get it. You know, they they paid to get them. Oh, I mean, Larry Brown recruited well to get him. Um, oh, wow. I, I, I actually, and maybe this is the left coast in me and, and watching the Pac-12 all year, I was impressed with the 12, with, with the, the, what I usually call the slack 12. But um, they, they had some, I mean, with UCLA, um, Arizona, Oregon, you know, USC, they had they, they played some pretty good ball this year. I'm I'm gonna take USC in an upset against SMU. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, if you oh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna see your ETSU and raise you USC. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That that's a card game. That's a card game. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh wow. I see you working, dog. Uh, we will spin the big wheel. <laughs> uh, we'll see how I did that there. Strong. <laughs> uh, Strong. Baylor at 25 and 7 taking on the New Mexico State Aggies. Uh, my wife would be impressed with that. For this advanced hour on the East Coast that I had Aggies loaded up. Um, similar records 28 and 5 for the Aggies, 25 and 7 for the Bears. Who you got? Man, I am so tempted to take New Mexico State, but, uh, you know, Baylor peaked, I think, a little too early. Um, I, I, you know, they lost as a three last year, I believe, uh, in the first oh, round yeah. mm-hmm. to Yale. If I'm not mistaken, uh, um, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yale, <laughs> and um, but I think I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Baylor there. I think I did as well. Um. Number seven, South Carolina. Number ten, Marquette. Uh, this is the I don't care and I'm not going to bet on it game, but um, I'll, 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 I'll go chalk. Um, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think I'm taking the upset there. I'm taking Marquette. All right. Although I may hedge my bet and change my mind because it's a glorified home game because they're playing in Greenville. Um, yeah, I went Southern style for that for you. Um, and finally, uh, the last game of the first uh, part of that bracket, uh, number two seed Puke against uh, the Troy Trojans. Uh, we'll, we'll go. Um, I, I don't see a two. I think I. I don't see a two fifteen upset this this time. I watched a little bit of the Troy game against uh, Texas State. Anytime you're a, you got a four and a six seed coming out of the SWAC, um, I'm uh, or maybe it was the Southland. I forget which one that is. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Duke. I'm sorry, puke. <laughs> so we are uh, filling out our East Region bracket for Lynch and I here on the Robin Mop Show. Lynch and have with you. Um, Yes, we'll move to the second round based on what we have selected so far. So you have Villanova and Virginia Tech uh, in the second round. Which way are you leaning in that one? Well, I'm going to go defending champs on that one. Uh, I did as well. Um, UVA in Florida. Uh, yes, I had I had chalk. You had. Sharpie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. I'm going to go... Um, hmm. I'll take Virginia. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have USC Baylor Tulsa on Friday. Or Tulsa on Saturday. Oh, uh, USC Baylor. Let's see. I'm going to take. Uh, I'll, I'll take USC to get to the Sweet 16. Wow. The Fighting Harold Miners. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. yeah, I took it there. Um, South Carolina and Puke. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go. Um, Another game, you know, the, the 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 bottom the bottom bracket of the East is basically the I don't care portion of my schedule. Uh, but if I have to pick one, I'll go I'll go puke to get to the sixteen, which sets up uh, Villanova Virginia. I'll go Nova. And, and USC, puke in dude. USC. Yeah, I'm. Mm, I don't think USC has the enough to, to get puke. Uh, I'll go puke Nova in the eight. And puke and Nova sends who to the final four? We'll, we'll go. We'll go. Um, defending champs get back to the final four. Uh, just for comparison purposes, I also have Villanova getting out of this region. Oh, I think I have them beating. Uh, I think I have them beating Baylor. But ultimately, we get to the same. The end. The road is different, but the mm-hmm. destination is the same. Correct. That is the East Regional, which will actually, I think, that'll be the most fun in terms of the regional sites because they're playing at the Garden. Oh yeah, that'll be and that'll, that'll be the best hard. basketball that building sees all year long. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I stand by the joke, and I don't know any Knicks fans, and 
Well, other than Marshall, and Marshall's not that dumb. Uh, we will take a quick full timeout, and are we going west, Midwest? Yeah, we'll come. No, we're gonna come back and go uh, Midwest, South. Midwest, South. So we'll do the other side of the bracket. And we'll close it up in the West. He's Rob Hatton. Can have Jerry. He's Jeremy Lynch. Stick and stay. It's the Rob Mob Show. Diet and exercise are never easy. Then again, neither is dying. Sadly, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke kill nearly a million people a year. Most of these deaths could be prevented. Please, talk to your doctor about your risk for diabetes and heart disease. And if your doctor recommends lifestyle changes or medication, listen. The reason so many die is because not enough are willing to change. You can stop it, starting right now. It's your life. Listen to your doctor. Eat better. Get moving. Welcome back to the Rob and Bob Show. Acting a fool during the break. <laughs> One of my favorite times of the year when we just get going on. Hey, I took that team. Oh, you did? Yeah, good luck with that. He's Rob Hadner. I'm Jeremy Lynch. We're going to hit the Midwest and the South next. Uh, okay. Uh, South number one seed, uh, Kansas Jayhawks, coming off their 14th straight regular season title in the, in the Little XII. Uh, they get the winner of, oh, here it is, North Carolina Central and UC Davis. Now, before you make that pick, North Carolina Central won their conference tournament. And I guess as the weakest of the automatic qualifiers, they get dumped into Dayton. I have a fundamental problem with that for two reasons. Number one, the committee has, in this in this portion of the tournament, either the MEAC or the SWAC champ somehow ends up in Dayton every year. So I feel like those conferences are being disrespected for qualifying the way that everybody else did. If you want to have play-in games, have the last eight teams that are trying to get in play those four games. Then it makes it worth something. And from a gambling perspective, it's a bonanza if you're into that sort of thing. I feel like it's disrespectful to those conference champions. If you're a conference champ, I don't care what conference it is, if you're forced to play in the playing game, when you qualified for a seat at the table, I just that's I, I just think it's not right. Uh, yeah, I, I have mixed feelings on that one. Um, you know, I mean, when they went to sixty-eight and they decided they were going to you know do another money grab and get four more at large, uh, big conference at larges in. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know which way to go. You know, it's like 
should all of the automatic qualifiers automatically get a real game? Um, or do we give a couple of them the opportunity to actually win a game? <laughs> Uh, whether we look at it with an asterisk or not, um, you know, uh, I think we dissolve the 68, go back to 64, and just call it a tournament. Um, I know they will never do that, or they probably won't do that. Or we just go to, you know, either 96, uh, which would be a terrible tournament. Um, I don't know. Um, Good luck to uh, the banana slugs and the uh, whatever the UNC Central are. I think they're the Bulldogs, but I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I, I just I, look. I, I just feel like if you're a conference champ, you deserve the same respect that the rest of the conference champs get. Because if you look at the eight teams in the play-in. They're the only conference champ playing in the play-in games. So, that's what I got. Like it. So, I know you're, ta- I know you're taking Kansas there, so. Yeah, I, I'm taking week at the six, yes. Uh, I actually texted, if you listen to the Lynch and have them on the mop show, I texted Lynch when they were losing in the Big 12 champion, or the Big 12 tournament the other night, and I, I said, uh... <laughs> We get the six on the ropes or something. Yes. But. Yeah. You know. Kansas. Kansas has been the number one seed in the NCAA under Bill Self six times. They've gotten to the Final Four once. What does that tell you? That tells you they have really good players and a coach. How, what you think of that coach? Well, you know what I think. So. Um, you know, it's one thing when you get to that level and you get to the second weekend, third weekend, it's not about players. Everybody's got players, right? Uh, it's about, you know, guys like Brad Stevens who can coach the hell, hell out of players and get Butler to the final four two years in a row. Final, was it championship game two years in a row? Yeah, back-to-back title games. Yeah, I mean, come on. That, that guy's ridiculous. I mean, that's why he's with the Celtics and they're a number two seed in the East. Um... Uh, jury's out, you know. Kansas, you got uh, you got another one of your teams. Are you gonna play like you did against TCU? Or I mean, he, he second round, you got either you got Larinaga who took George Mason to a Final Four, or you got the Witch. So what do you like? I mean, I am actually taking the Witch, but as I was explaining to my wife earlier tonight. This is a t- I didn't realize until I heard it about 10 days ago how young Michigan State was because I haven't, because of my work schedule, I have the same work schedule every week, but I just, we just don't, I don't watch a lot of hoops. I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of hoops this year, so I'm going to gorge and probably watch 50 of the next 67 games or all or parts of them. Um, It'll kind of be like I'm in a party like it's 2009 when Carolina won their last tournament. I watched 65 of the all or parts of 65 of the 68 or 67 games because uh, I was on a whip around. I was a, I was the Kinger. I was I was all over the place catching games. So um, 
I'm gonna next weekend, uh, next Saturday. I'm not leaving the couch. So um, if you need me, I'll be on the couch. Um, in fact, next Sunday because it's the last really busy day uh, of the tournament because it's the second day of the round of 32. I'm gonna tell uh, the official 11th grader that he and his girlfriend should not come anywhere near me <laughs> next Sunday. So uh, <laughs> that's where we're at. Uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, nobody, no, nobody should come near me on next Sunday because I'll be the first day back from Vegas. So, uh, right. You know, I'll just be. You'll be sleeping. <laughs> among other things, yes. Snoring, sleeping, trying to uh, rid my body of alcohol. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Uh, Larry Nagar or the Witch, who you got? Man, I, I'm going Miami. Um,. Injuries, youth, not good. I don't think the witch can even overcome that. I mean, another another team that lost Ohio State, so I'm going with the other team, Miami. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's hurtful. And in the champagne room, we'll talk junk about uh, that guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Iowa State and Nevada in the 512 there. Uh, you know i got to go with what I know. I know that a terrible San Diego State team went in and trounced Nevada, the best team in the Mountain West, a one-bid league, and, you know, Iowa State is Iowa State. So, you know, what have they – have they won three conference tournament championships in the last, like, five years? Yes, they have. So, I mean, they're tournament tough. I mean, if it wasn't for – Aaron Kraft being able to get away with cheating. They beat Ohio State a couple years ago. Um, I, li- I like the Cyclones. <laughs> Plus, there's some talent that shows up in Vegas wearing Iowa State gear every year in the Mirage, so I'm going to look for them again. <laughs> I got nothing. Now you know why I can't come to Vegas. Well, you know, mine's going to listen to the show. Uh <laughs> Uh, and I actually said that run. just for her, so say his had a T for me. <laughs> oh, you ain't right. Purdue and the fighting Ryan Rosillos. Uh, uh, I'm going uh, Perdon't here. Uh, because they didn't Creighton, lose, they, they didn't lose to Ohio State, so I'll take I'll take Purdue. Creighton and URI. I love what Rhode Island's doing. Um, ranked at the beginning of the year. Um, tough, uh, led by Hurley, um, get hurt, learn, get some guys to some playing time, survive, get healthy, roll through the A-10 tournament, um, love them against Creighton. I think I took the Blue Jays. Okay. Uh, you know the McDermott's don't have the sun there anymore, just the coach. <laughs> just because we're both 44 and we could start at the two there. Um, <laughs> oh, Oregon my God. <laughs> they might, I might be a stretch three. Um, <laughs> uh, Oregon against Iona. Man, watch out for this one. You know, uh, Iona can score with the best of them. We, they're in the tournament, like, you know, all the time. Um, 
unless Siena, you know, wants to go double order. Um, Oregon's going the other way. They got to learn how to play without their big, but you know, they, they played well enough against, uh, Arizona for entertainment purposes. I might take the points, but I'm, st- <laughs> but for bracket purposes, I'm going to go Oregon. <laughs> Last year, uh, it was, as you listened to the Rob Bob Brackett show, Jeremy sent me a picture standing in line at the sports book at like 5.30 in the morning, and all you could see is a mile of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, like, to, I'm trying to gear up for that. Holy, I was just like, holy crap, Paul. Yeah, it was, and, um, and that was, I think I got it to you, was that 5.30 your time? No, seven thirty, Mike. Seven thirty, okay. Because yeah, that was we were already in line for an hour, and it was so that would have been four thirty, Vegas time, and we were you know number seventeen deep, um, with, and, it, and at least just to get just oh, and that, see that's the thing, you start at seventeen, and and you know the guy who lost the most the night before was sent down by the other guys to get in line for them, and then, you know, swarms of dudes show up, and you end up being, like, 50th in line. Just a pain in the ass, but whatever, it, it, it works out. Okay, Thursday morning, I'm going to be doing heavy lifting for seven or eight or nine or thousand cases. You're going to be in line to gamble in the 702. Advantage you. Okay. <laughs> uh, 7-10 there is Michigan and Oklahoma State. Man, T-Sun played out of their mind the, the, in this last week. Um, won the Big Ten title, uh, tournament title. But again, they lost Ohio State at home. I mean, do I do I go with the Pokes? I'm not sure. I mean, just in principle, it's T-Sun, so I know it is a different sport, but um, I'm going... Man, this is a tough one for me. Um I'll go T-Sun. <laughs> Meat chicken. Uh, and finally, to finish out the first round games in this region, Louisville and Jacksonville State. I know where this is going. Leave. It in. <laughs> uh, going from the bottom to the top, Louisville and Michigan. I'll go Louisville. Bourbon, bourbon over burgers. Um, URI in Oregon. I might have a little bit of both while I'm in Vegas. Um, Oregon and Rhode Island for me. Um, I'm going to go Rhode Island to the Sweet 16. Wow. (laughs) I'm an 11 seed. I don't hate it. Purdue and Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State. I think. Yeah, I didn't do that. I think the guards, again, you know, you you talk about guard play like us playing the two. Um, Iowa State's got guard play, and Purdue, I mean, they're decent, but I think their guards are good because of their bigs. And um, I think Iowa State will have just enough inside, um, or will play some kind of a matchup zone. To negate Swanigan, and um, they go they go on. 
and Kansas and the U. Mm. I gotta stay true to myself. Going the U. <laughs> oh, look out now! That's our first. Our first number one seed has been planted. That's what's up in uh, uh, <laughs> a Sweet Sixteen matchup of Miami and Iowa State. Mm, I like that. Um, wow! I'll go Iowa State to the eight. URI and Louisville, are we leaving it in? Man, when it feels good, sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna go. Man, Rhode Island? Could they really beat Louisville? Uh, no. No. So I'm gonna go Louisville. <laughs> Which leaves us Iowa State and Louisville. Hmm. I think the basketball gods have some payback and we'll go Iowa State to the four. Wow. How about that bracket? <laughs> that is a gambling bonanza. <laughs> I might actually throw right. a little Iowa State to the four down before the tournament starts just because of that. I, I think you should because that's a gambling uh, Dude, you put down 20 bucks, you're, you're bringing home some money. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we're going to do the West to take a break and then come back and do the South? Whatever you That's like. That's the plan? Yeah, that sounds good. He's Rob Havner. He's Jeremy Lynch. Stick and stay. We're, we're getting crazy on it. It's Bracketology. Robin Mob Show. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old the for flu. The media is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. edition of Selection Sunday with the bad boys of basketball, which you have on the Robert Mop Show. Uh, coastal as always, from the one four, I'm merely Rob Havner, along with the smartest guy on the show, Jeremy Lynch. Uh, sandbagging, <laughs> sandbagging. <laughs> uh, never mind. Uh, let's just get started with the West Regional, shall we? Uh, Gonzaga coming in 32 and one against South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. <laughs> I think Gonzaga uh, squeaks by this one. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think they uh, they handle business. Uh, making their first appearance, the Fighting Julia Louis Dreyfuses, the Northwestern Wildcats against the Vanderbilts. Man, I don't know about this one. Um... I'm uh, I'm torn. I mean, you wanna you wanna root for Northwestern because it's in first time in 78 years they've been to the tournament, but you know then you got Vandy, 
who was up by a million against Kentucky and lost, um, beat Florida three times. That must be a matchup thing. Um, and let's see, has the most losses at an at, of an at-large team in hit tournament history? Fifteen. That is correct. Um, man, I'll go with the finding Chris Collins's. You know what? Me too. I did the same thing. Uh, Notre Dame and Princeton. Hmm. Is Pete Carell there? Uh, no. Okay, Notre Dame. <laughs> Mike Bray wins. Yeah. Uh, where's your hose at? The Fighting Huggy Bears. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers against the Bucknell Bison. Yeah, Huggy Bear, man. West Virginia is hard to watch. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like handball in the Olympics. Um, wow, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of physicality. Um, you know, if it, if it was, it would be good for West Virginia if the net was or the goal was as big as handball in the Olympics. Um, they might have a better chance to make it make a run, but. Uh, I think they beat Bucknell just because uh, they got more athletes. I don't have jokes there. Uh, Maryland versus X. Man, I am actually going to go with a a B one G team. Um, I mean, X if they had their full team, didn't have players get kicked off the team, and you know didn't uh, try to be the worst Power Five team in. Oh, the state of Ohio by the end of the year. Um, they almost pulled it off, but uh, snuck in with a win over Butler of all teams at the end uh, in their tournament. But I'm going. I'm going uh, mellow. Um, Trimble uh, for Maryland. Uh, moving on. Bye bye X. <laughs> Florida State versus Dunk City. The hmm. Florida Gulf Coast. Eagles, who took the nation by storm a couple of years ago, when they got to the sixteen as a fifteen seed, could they yeah. could they make me as much money as they did in that in twenty thirteen? Could they? Mm, I would love that. Um, I don't know. They're, they seem to be the sexy pick. You know, I, I don't think they're as good. They they have more dunks in the season than than the twenty thirteen squad, but Florida State good. Um, you know, they get, what did Florida State get as high as? Third in the country? I'm not saying it's that high. They got They're high. They might have been top five or six. Uh, I mean, they, yeah. they played pretty tough in the ACC. Um, it's in Orlando. That's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Florida State, Florida Gulf Coast in Orlando. Um, that's tasty. But I think I'm going to go uh, Knowles. St. Mary's and the former, the artist formerly known as the Fighting Shaka Smarts, VCU. I think VCU uh, won out on the the, the Smart deal so far. Um, how's Texas doing? Last in the Big Twelve. That's fine. Um, oh wow! <laughs> uh, I, I I like me some VCU. I love I love how they play with their hair on fire. Okay, then. I took St. Mary's, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also took 
like Florida Gulf Coast. So, uh, well, I was just telling you, what, yeah, uh, you know, when, when my money is going to go with Eagles. <laughs> fly, baby, <laughs> fly. <laughs> <laughs> the money thing. <laughs> this is not getting paid now. Um, Straight cash, homie. Straight cash. Arizona, North Dakota. The Fighting Sioux. I mean, what, what's their nickname now? I have no idea. Yeah, it's, it's not that, but uh, welcome to the dance. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, Arizona VCU. Zona. Maryland, Florida State. Florida State. Ooh, Florida State to the 16. West Virginia, Notre Dame. I've seen this before, and I didn't like the national championship football matchup between these Tarnish two. Dome. Wow. Huggy Bear can get after uh, beers early. Uh, Gonzaga and Northwestern. Mm. I would love to pick Northwestern, but I think Gonzaga's got too much inside. Zags. All right. Zags and the Tarnished Dome in the 16. I love me some, uh, some Colson. I think Notre Dame has enough to get get the Zags. I'm all over the ACC this year. That's our second number one seat down. Uh, Florida State and Arizona. Florida State and Arizona. I, I like Zona. They got too much with uh, all their guys back. And finally in the West, uh, playing at San, in San Jose, you might be able to... Well, no, she's not going to let you get to that. <laughs> Notre Dame and Arizona in the eight. Who you got going to Phoenix? I like Zona. Seems to be a popular pick there. Uh, I think I've got. I think I've got. Uh, I've got the one, two, and I'm taking the one. I think it's their year to get to the final four. I think, but they'll max out if they get to the final four. They'll get lunch when they get to Phoenix. Um, and we've seen that before. Uh, it's kind of like when a team that hasn't won an NFL playoff game uh, beats the Eagles at home and goes to Minnesota and lets Favre throw for 5,000 yards. Oh, wait, that was me. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, want to run through the South and then act the fool? <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Let's go through the South and then, uh, then we'll take a quick break before we get to the champagne. Okay, Carolina and Texas Southern. I know the answer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas, Seton Hall. I like Arkansas. Pig As do City. I. Uh, Minnesota, Middle Tennessee State. I want to see if you do what I'm doing. <laughs> Man, everyone. You know, Minnesota went from like four and a million last year to a five seed? Really? Middle Tennessee, uh, last time I checked, upset Sparty, but then got beat by a million. Um, hmm. I'm gonna take the twelve here. This is my this is my five twelve upset. I'm gonna go Middle Tennessee. I did the same. 
because again, Minnesota lost to Ohio State. Right, the transitive property of the snake of losing to Ohio State. Uh, Butler versus Winthrop. <laughs> I love the transitive property, by the way. Um, <laughs> Just for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll go with uh, the fighting Brad Stevens. Hankel Fieldhouse. Um, UC versus Kansas State and the Fighting Danny Manning, or the winner of K-State or Fighting Danny Manning. So it's Bruce Weber against Manning. And then, what, Mick Cronin? Yeah. It's the lesser of three eagles. <laughs> I like Manning coming out of that threesome. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to take Manning? I'm going to take Manning and Manning. Manning, right, Manning to be Kansas State and Cincy. Cincy, yeah, good, ha, nice streak you had this year in the, in, what is that, the American? Stink. Stink. Wake, ACC. I'm in. When the smog rises, you see Lonzo Ball. Uh... <laughs> Versus Kent State. <laughs> Is his dad playing? No. Um, oh, he's better than Steph Curry, you know. I, I, I enjoyed watching Kent State um, in the MAC Tournament Championship game against Akron. Um, but that enjoyment will be briefly. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what am I trying to say? Short, short-lived. Short-lived. Thank you. Um, late here too um i'm going eucla against wake all right uh the flyers of dayton versus the shockers of wichita state yeah i don't know man miller magic against shocker nation Wichita State lost to all the good teams they played and beat Illinois State, who didn't get in the tournament. But they won, like, what, 17 out of 18 in the in the Missouri Valley? Right. They still got Baker? No. I'm going Dayton. All right. I took the Shockers, just so you know. Okay. Good luck. Uh, UK <laughs> against... I'm calling this the Todd Jones Bowl, UK versus Northern Kentucky. Strong. The Norse. In, right. In Indianapolis. I'm pretty sure he's going for work, but still. Yeah, he'll send out a tweet that or a, a Facebook blast that says, here's a picture from my office today. Thank you. I know. I hate him a little sometimes. Right, it's like, <laughs> stop, just stop, just stop. Because they'll, like, ba- they'll bury the they'll bury his story, you know, on page seven behind six pages of wrestling tournament coverage. He uh, the best one was the one from Norman with the lightning strike. Oh yeah, that was good. Uh, we actually met Eddie. Tammy actually finally met Eddie George that night. But anyway, um, so who you got in the Battle of Kentucky? I got uh, Big Blue against Dayton. All right. Big blue against Dayton. 
Big Blue. Big Blue Nation. Ashley Judd, please. Uh, <laughs> the Fighting Walt Hands against Danny Manning. How is saying Ashley Judd, please, any different than me saying there's talent from Iowa State? <laughs> Talent from Iowa State may be the next Ashley Judd. You don't know. You'll have to go to Vegas with me and see if you see for yourself. Um, I can't even begin. <laughs> um, Big Blue against Wake. I'm or I'm sorry, UCLA against Wake. I'm taking UCLA. That's tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Rematch. Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee against Butler. Uh, I'm going to take Butler. Ooh, the Butler doing it. Um, Carolina and Arkansas, first tournament matchup between them since the 1995 Final Four. Uh, I'll go Carolina. Carolina Butler? Carolina. UCLA, UK? Hmm. I think it ends the same, UCLA. Ooh. And Blue Blood versus Blue Blood Crime. Carolina and UCLA for the final spot in the final four goes to I think I think Ball's career ends in the eight. Wow. So Lynch has his final four is the defending champs, the fighting Sean Millers. Send it in. Iowa State and North Carolina. I like that. That's perfect. That's like a couple ones, a two. Or, or no, two twos. Two twos, a five. Is that right? Yeah, two, uh, two twos, a five, and a one. No, it's two ones, a two, and a five. And a five, that's right. That's right. I like that. What, what say you? Uh, I've got Villanova, Gonzaga. Uh, I believe I have the yeah I have Louisville and Carolina. Louisville, Carolina, Gonzaga, and Villanova. Yeah. So you have three ones. All right. That's how it always happens. Three, no. Three ones and a two. <laughs> you just, you're not getting in my head, mister. <laughs> All right. Villanova, Arizona. Well, let's see. Miller would be the first time he finally got Arizona to the Final Four. Man, I think my Final Two is going to be the same as yours, brother. I like. I know. How, I know. I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like Nova, and I like Carolina to beat Iowa State. And then on uh, Monday, April third, uh, I will take a reversal. <laughs> Repeat a revenge. You're taking revenge. Yes. I, I have seen this movie before. Uh, <laughs> My feeling about this Carolina team, and, and I hate them, I really do, <laughs> is they all they want is they want a shot at Villanova. And I think if they get to that spot, 
They will do everything short of setting Jay Wright's suit on fire to get even for what happened last year. I agree, and you know, so there you, you, know have. you know, it's weird. It's 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 not like Carolina didn't do some crazy stuff just to be in position to win the game last year. So it wasn't like they dominated the game. Um, they made a furious comeback to get the lead, and then that crazy shot to take. What was that to take the lead? Uh, yeah, they gave him the lead, and no, it tied it. That's right, it tied. Crazy it. shot. That's right. Tied. Crazy shot to tie. Marcus with the double clutch. Oh my God, what's he doing? Yes, three pointer. That's right. Then the timeout, and then Archie Diacono walks the ball up 81 feet <laughs> for a pitch out to Jenkins for a Robert Ori style step in at three for the win. Uh, As Jay Wright said, bang. Um, right. Uh, yeah, but I agree. Um, you know, they got so close with such a good team last year and returned a lot of that team. Uh, same thing with Villanova. I mean, they returned a lot of their team too. So it's, man, I can't, I hope it gets to that point. I hope it gets to that point. I, I would not be upset with that because I'd probably want some dough. All right, we're going to take a quick time out and then I'm going to pop a cork and then we're going to activate. <laughs> Strong. He's, he's half. He's lit. It's the Rob and Mob Show. Stick and stay. Champagne! Yeah! I know a place that's peaceful and quiet. A place where animals play. It's called the forest. But every year we start forest fires. A careless match, a cigarette, and poof, fire. So the next time you're in the forest, be extra careful. Okay? If you knew it was me, would you have listened? Welcome back to the Robin Mob Show. It is the Champagne Room, what we used to call the D-Block back at the Ancestral Home. Um, where dead, where most, most of the time was brought to you by Deadspin, um, where Robin, Robin and I would lose our minds with the things that I was reading on the on the show, but... Um, I think the, the best one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you this lob, uh, the best one was the one where we played the NPR blast from the girl with the Cubs tickets, <laughs> who said she slept on the floor of the Cubby Bear, so she'd be there for opening day, oh. and we, it was like a three or four minute blast of her talking about married guys taking her to games. I had to take my headset off, I was laughing so hard. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Um, speak, speaking of Cubs, um, so, you know, the north side was ablaze, literally, um, as the Cubs came back from 3-1 down to beat the Indians for the first title in, oh, I don't know, 108 years. Um, but, um, so my brother, who works out of Northern California remotely, but a lot of his uh, direct reports are in the Midwest and parts East. And he gets a call, or actually he was scheduled to fly into Chicago um, the day that the World Series is going to be in Cleveland for Game 7. So his plane gets in, I 
forget what time he said. Ten ish, around ten Chicago time. Right. Game is in a delay, I think, at this point, and the rain delay, and he gets in a cab from O'Hare. Actually, no, I take that back. He flew into Midway. takes a takes a cab from Midway, gets in a cab, beeline to Wrigleyville. The closest the cab driver can get him to Wrigley Field is like two miles. Wow. He gets out of the cab and basically double times it to get as close as he can to Wrigley. To because, I mean, he's like, it was, people are pouring out of their houses, running toward Wrigley, because everyone wants to be at Wrigley as this thing's happening. He gets to Wrigley, and the closest he can get, he snaps a picture of the marquee outside of Wrigley, and it says, Cubs 8, Indians 6, top 10. So at this point, basically people are, you know, disrobing and (laughs) throwing, throwing alcohol into the air at this point. So he said it was unlike anything he's ever witnessed in sports. I mean, and, you know, he's like us where... You know, he's been to national championship games. He's been to NFL playoff games. He, he's, he's witnessed some pretty cool things. He's, he's never seen, you know, people weeping, vomiting, you know, uh, stripping all, you know, in a matter of minutes um, outside of Wrigley Field. He said it was, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. He said it was like it was the most peaceful two million person gathering he's ever seen. I, I have a different view of, <laughs> of how that went down. Um, we haven't done a show in so long that Cleveland broke its championship drought uh, when the Cavs came back from 3-1. And um, in my actual working life, I sell liquor through a grocery store chain on behalf of uh, the Ohio Department of Liquor Control and the Ohio Department of Commerce. And I have a wholesale client who owns a little bar uh, in Grandview called uh, the Glen Avenue Grill. And uh, Johnny says to me, when it's 3-1 Golden State, he's can the Cavs win? I said, nobody's ever come back from 3-1. So I'm going to say no. And so Cleveland wins. And then you know, he's an older gentleman. He's, you know, closing on 80. So the next time I see him, he's like poking me in the chest. You, Nostradamus, he's giving me the business. And, and I, I can't, you know, give him an F you, which is really what I want to do. But I'm just like, you asked me a question, it had never happened before. Now, they won. Everybody shut up. So then, you know, the Indians get to the World Series. Um, so the Cavs win the title and Maker's Mark if you're familiar with Bourbon and Lynch and I are of course uh, (laughs) as professional men of leisure uh, Maker's Mark did a special edition red white and blue dipped bottle that was only available in Cleveland, Ohio for the Republican Convention they followed that up with a wine and gold dip 
for the Cavs. So the Indians win the pennant. They go to the World Series. And this was the first time um, probably since 1977. No, 1976. That I didn't watch any World Series games. And I was tracking it on my phone. And I forget what Tammy and I were watching the night of Game 7. But we went to bed during the rain delay. She wakes me up. Uh, and I get up and I'm about to shave. And she comes back into our bedroom and she goes, You know that sign? I said, Yeah. She goes, It's all zeros. And... I, I wept a little because um, a lot of my dear friends up there are Cubs fans and uh, my buddy Tom Foley has a little boy Tommy and Tommy's maybe three and and T3 has never seen them suck and he thinks that this is how it's supposed to be <laughs> and to prove that he's a great little kid Foley posted this great picture of Tommy, and he's all mad because uh, his favorite player is Chris Bryant, and Chris Bryant doesn't have his own cereal in Chicago. And I, I just felt like it, it, it occurred to me that when the Cavs won, you know, it, it's a half century of that city not having a championship celebration. And then the thing with the Cubs, it was great. Uh, because if you've ever been to Wrigley, and you and I both have, there may not be a better place to waste an afternoon. Oh, absolutely. Except if you're my buddy Mike Alvarez, who in June or July is going to be teeing one up at Pebble Beach. Mm. I might, I might yeah. be doing that in May with my brother for his 40th. Okay, I'm not. I'm not upset with that. <laughs> um, Alvarez is the artist book. We had dinner with him on Friday night. And he was talking about it. I was like, I hate you a little bit right now. But anyway, um, so when the Cubs won, I started seeing all these uh, stories about uh, nursing homes, and there were people who were 108, 109 years old, and a little older, and it was the first time that you know they had. They were alive the last time, and they were alive this time. And it it got me thinking that because of when I was born and the teams I was drawn to, how lucky I am as a fan. Um, I take a lot of shots at the city of Cleveland and the fan base of their sports teams because for a city with one championship in the last 53 years, there's an awful lot of jawboning about how good their teams are. But when you have 2 million people in the streets of Cleveland, it was, it was impressive to see. And there's a, uh, a liquor store on the parade route that they used, and that store sold every drop. And because of the crowd, 
they couldn't get any booze in for two days. They basically were closed for two days. Wow. Um, yeah, it was nuts. I was just thinking, and you know, my uh, supervisor, Darren, and I were talking. Like, can you imagine being the last guy to go in to buy and you're in there looking for, like, a pint of absolute and the dude goes, all I've got is uh, proof 110 vodka and you're just like, screw it, I'll take it. And we just, you know, we laughed and laughed and laughed. But, um, but the last year in sports has really been, really been something. And um, if you're like Lynch and myself and you, if you're lucky enough to have a dog in the fight in some of these things, it's great. Um, and if you're, if you don't, and you have a connection to Cubs fans or, or not really Patriots fans, cause they can suck it now. Um, it's it just, it, it was, it's a, been a wild ride. The last two titles, um, I was sitting on the couch and I knew the Super Bowl was over when they put that lower third graphic up in the third quarter and it said the Atlanta offense hadn't been on the field in over an hour of real time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they're cooked. And they were cooked. And it wasn't even me this time. Tammy goes, turn this off. We're not listening to Belichick and Brady say one damn word. And I've never loved my life anymore. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny you say the thing about having a dog in the fight. I didn't know how I was going to react because, you know, as the Cubs came, started to come back, being a Cubs fan since 86, um, or 84, really, when we first moved to Chicago, um, I didn't, you know, and then moving away and being, uh, you know, when you live out in Cali and you root for a team that isn't here, um, it's easy it's easy on many levels because one, you can be a huge fan, but then as soon as the game's over, you probably don't even read another or hear another thing about it unless it was on a national stage like the playoffs or, uh, you know, uh, uh, something controversial happened and the national media picked up, whatever. I, as, the, as they started to come back and, you know, they got it to 3 2, they got it to 3 3, forced the game seven. I started to get emotional as the during the rain delay. Like, is this really going to happen? Am I really going to see the Cubs win a World Series in my lifetime? And sure enough, you know, when they finally broke through in the tenth, and uh, I, I shed a tear, um, and I didn't know I didn't know if I would because you get separated. You know, like if I were in Chicago, it would have been stupid. It, it, I'd probably be in a fetal position still to this day. But um, the emotion came, all of that passion for the Cub, being a Cubs fan and all of the heartbreak that went along with the years of suffering and just being those lovable losers and trying to play it off like, oh, you know, we kind of love it. And No, we didn't love it. We hated it. We, it, we, it was terrible being – a fan of a team that that's that bad for so long and it seemed like the ownership never cared enough to get us to the point where we would ever have a chance for this. But then when Theo came in and put together that five-year plan and there was some hope and sure enough, um, 
you know, my I, we got a Nike shirt uh, soon after the World Series, and like you've said many times on our show, you never buy the shirt until after the world the championship is won. And after the championship was won, I went out and got a shirt that said it happened, and it's just got a Cubs logo on it and a Nike swoosh, obviously. But um, man, it was it was something to behold. Um, you know, you never know when it'll happen again or if we'll see it again. I mean, nothing's guaranteed. We, you and I, both know that. I uh, think about the last three championships that have been decided in, in major North American sports that, that we cover. Um, Clemson beats Alabama. Uh, the Cubs win the World Series, and well, the last four really. The Patriots come back from down twenty-five. And then the Cavs come down from three one. Um, it's better than it's, had it's a, better than fiction, and that's why sports is such an amazing, transcendent event. As the great Roger Angel said, it sends grown men leaping and dancing in the street over the haphazard flight of a distant ball. Uh, I've been trying to work that in on this show for almost ten years. And I finally got it right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done. I just, I mean, it was, I think what really got me was maybe four or five days later, so this is maybe the following Monday, I'm uh, uh, taking the bus into work, and somebody posted the Harry Carey Budweiser ad where they splice it together like he calls the last out of the World Series. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, I I really had to, it took all my manpower to not cry on a public bus. Yeah. Because when when you hear that, you're just like, holy crap. And uh, I tell you what, if I could go to any sporting event in 2017, it wouldn't be the Masters. It, it wouldn't be uh, OSUT fun. Uh, wouldn't be the NBA Finals. It, it, it would be one thing. It, it's the home opener at Wrigley. To see them get the rings and to see them hang a banner up. That, to me, that is going to be compelling television. Let's just put it this way. It's going to be a lot of tears flowing on the north side that day, but it'll be tears of joy and and that's what makes it good. Um, and I have some buddies, like my buddy Kevin Carlson, is a Villanova alum and a Cubs fan. How good is his life? Oh, uh, real good. Joe Con- Joe Conlon, my boy, Cubs fan. James Ranky, our buddy from King Avenue 5. He texted me in the wee small after Game 7, Hey, Rob, now can I buy a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> strong, strong, and I loved it. So it it's I don't I don't know if 2017 can live up to that, but if the Super Bowl is any indication, this is the best. We're about to embark on the best sporting event of every calendar year. So, um, I, I think I think we got a shot. I mean, that and we're gonna have to hear, and you'll love this. We're going to have to hear, is he ever going to win another major? You know what I'm talking about, and you know who I'm talking about. Because, uh, you know, we're three weeks out from that. 
Oh. It's the best four weeks ago of sports. I love it. I'm actually doing a hit. I'm scheduled to do my next hit on WFPA on Championship Monday. Wow. So I hope, I hope you're in I'm a actually going to do hope you're in a good mood. Oh, I will be, because it's, it's a great confluence of things. It's the Monday of Masters Week. It's opening day for baseball. Um, and if it comes open at home, that is, that'll really be fun. Um, I loved doing those hits this season. Because uh, was, it was a different deal, and it gave me a chance to plug our show, which you listen to the Pop show. Uh, it, it was, it was a, it's a good time and, and we enjoyed it a lot and uh, I even I picked Clemson on my last hit I did that Friday before the championship game I, I picked Clemson um, I think I said 23 to 20 so I was off by one I had the I had the team I was just off by one on the margin so um Strong. Well, the EP has given me the high sign, so um, I got to I got to got to get. But um, enjoy the next couple of weeks, man, and, and let's do another show um, soon. Maybe maybe pre masters. Uh, absolutely. Um, we'll have to we'll have to figure out a way to talk about the golf guy without sounding like <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I mean. Uh, you know, you know where that conversation Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It should be an interesting conversation for sure. Anyway, he hop in the shower, try and get some sleep, and go to work here in about seven. So yeah. Good luck with that. Enjoy your nap. He's Rob Havner. <laughs> He's Jeremy Lynch. Uh, thanks for listening. We will uh, see you on our next available opportunity. Uh, if you live in the seven hundred two, uh, lock up your gambling funds because my boys are coming. <laughs> We we coming. Economics, <laughs> bro. Capitalism. It's the Robin Mob Show. This holiday, switch to Cricket Wireless and get a free 4G LTE smartphone with no annual contract. Cricket Wireless, something to smile about. Requires number ported and service activation minimum $30 per month. Applies to ZTE Overture 3. First month service charge and in-store activation fee up to $25 due at sale. Tax restrictions apply. One-time fees may apply. See store for details. Do you suffer from chronic CFED or can't focus energy drain? Try over-the-counter Vibrin. One tablet contains the same caffeine as a cup of coffee, but without the calories or coffee breath. Vibrin. Caffeine, not coffee. Taking Vibrin may result in increased productivity and decreased dread in setting alarms. Unexpected enjoyment of the graveyard shift has been associated with Vibrin. Vibrin may be a better budget option than drinking coffee. It may also decrease the urge to doze off, skip work, or exhibit signs of slacking. All jokes aside, always read the label, take only as directed, and limit caffeine as it may cause real side effects. Not for children under age 12.